Shellhaven High School presents the Radical Moderation Podcast. Here's your host, Rabbi Ari Siegel. All right, so let me ask you this, because this is something that's been in my craw, stuck in my craw, is that the word? So I love Jon Stewart, brilliant. The man is brilliant. Yes. Um, But you look look on late night comedy, mostly Comedy Central, but even broadly comedy. Right. It seems to me there's a highly liberal Beyond. bent to comedy. What's the deal? What's the deal what's with the deal the, with that? With the liberal bent. Who did a better imitation? What's the deal with that? Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> it's, um, you're, you're better. What's the deal? By the way, and I'm not counting Stephen Colbert's, right. you know, fake. original fake. Right. Why aren't there comedians who are killing it right. about liberals? Right. I get it. There was a lot to make fun of conservatives. And Stephen Colbert to me is the is yes. the is the is the legend. Yes, in this. and I worked with Stephen on the Dana Carvey show. And Did you? Yeah, and he's also the sweetest man on earth. He's brilliant and his sweet. his mind is beyond brilliant. It's, Bri- it's, it's weirdly scary. brilliant. It's, it's okay, scary. where is why aren't you being the conservative? Not that you're conservative. I'm not per se. really conservative right, per se, but the moderate guy. I think that the 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 comedians are always the underdog, and they're always they see themselves as you know what 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 can we rebel against? And that speaks to liberals. Liberals always go for the underdog. That back to Israel. My problem with liberals on Israel is they just look at who's the underdog. Right. The Palestinians? Oh, I'm on their side. Right. Like, wait, 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 what? Are you aware that they've not accepted any peace plan and don't want peace? And right, just, like the know? women's march is always, I, I, it's amazing. Meaning yeah. feminist movement, I'm all into it. Right. Women should be earning the same amount. Right. They should be, uh, all the positions should be available, available to them. And yes. they're like, but to be a part of feminism, you need to be, Supporting pro-Palestinian. Right. I'm like, Makes what no have sense. you been to the have you been to Israel? Right. Do you know that women Golda Meir was right. the prime minister? Right. America still hasn't elected a woman president. Right. You're going nuts about that. Right. Which whatever. But Golda Meir was the prime minister. Yeah. Women uh, LGBT people in Tel Aviv yeah. or in everywhere in Israel are treated like it's oh they can my do it. So at, so that's how are you the, on that side? It it's makes strange. no sense. But my, where is the comedian who rips on them? I don't mind the ripping right. on on the conservatives. Stephen Colbert, John Stewart, right. you know anyone else who's now doing it? But who is there? Anyone else? Just out there? Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller went to the all the way to the right and started doing Fox News and used to do Bill O'Reilly show is and all he? that. Is he on? Is he's, he he's, he's touring and all that. But there there's not a big market for that. But then again, you know, when you look at even liberal comedians like Bill Maher, he's got it right on Israel. You know, he just went on a pro-Israel rant two weeks ago, right. and it's like John Stewart, brilliant, got it dead wrong on Israel. Right. Like there were times during the Gaza conflict where he was making fun of the IDF for the knock on the roof. The knock on the roof. I was like, well, hold on. Let me ask you this. So let me just explain the knock on the roof to our listeners. Please. And we only have time for like one or two more questions because you've done a lot of good bits. I'm sorry. But the knock on the roof. I'm sorry for entertaining your audience. (laughs) We don't do that here. We don't. We bore them. This is why I hate podcasts. We bore them to death. All right, fine. We we radical moderate them to death. Right. Not okay. even get to the Trump stuff. Yet. Okay. We we'll get there. I have yeah. one more question on yeah. on Trump, and then and then we can talk to some. I have some bonus questions. Please. I wrote bonus. Good. And then I have some questions. No. So the knock on the roof is Israel, yes. and I don't know another army that does. There's this, none. Is like, hey, there are people who are trying to kill us. They're called ter- they're terrorists. Right. They they have proclaimed that they want to get rid of us. Correct. We we have to get rid of their cachet of arms. Right. 
But before we do that, we just want to let everyone in the area know that we're coming. Right. Right. It's like a strange, like you're imagining the every- worst tactic of war, and <laughs> right. yet the most moral thing you could do. Because right. if there are any civilians in the area, get out now. Now, now you have time to get out. And so Israel drops what they call, meaning like they they Rubber, drop. Yeah. Like, well, first they do leaflets. I right. Think. Leaflets. They're like, hey, we are going to be bombing this area, yes. and it's, it's a, literally a knock on the roof. That's what they the, call it. Because the non-explosive things that drop, I wouldn't call them bombs. Right. They drop and it's the knock. Okay, now we're about to get out. Get out. very get soon out. bombs will destroy Stu- the missiles in this building. And for our listeners, what was Stewart's take on that? Stewart said, so let me get this straight. You're dropping bombs to warn them about bombs. Right. And I just went, you're literally lying. Lying. You're giving a false narrative. Okay, so I love John Stewart. Does he not know the narrative or is just for the bit he's willing to do that? I s- I'm sorry. I for started po- with. I'm John- sorry for chewing popcorn. No, in don't your worry ear, about it. But your wife makes great popcorn. She does. I started with uh, John Stewart in comedy and getting to know him personally. He's a really super like cool guy. But from day one, like one of the first things he ever said to me is just, "There's no God, and we're all you know just here, and then we die." And so he's very anti-religion. And he's so very- is Bill Maher though. Hundred beyond. Hey, by the way, yeah. if there is a man oh who represents God. the anti-God, yes, it's Bill Maher. But the difference, I think, is that John Stewart is one of those guys that is so interested in fighting for the underdog, which is very noble, right? But Bill Maher, interested in fighting the underdog, but has the common sense to go. But Israel's actually the underdog of the Middle East. They're surrounded by 50 Arab countries right. that want to destroy it them. It is wild. Two wars that seek their annihilation. Right, so we're a victim of our, uh, Israel is, a, sorry, not we, but yeah. we don't live there. Right. But Israel is a victim of almost its success. People are oh, like, oh, 100%. oh, you suddenly became the big, the bully in the Middle East. No, no, no. I had a one-man show that I did at the Montreal Festival this summer. It was called Pro-Semitism. Right. And that will never be on Netflix because the world doesn't perceive the Jews as Anything but the wealthy, you know, strong, controlling banks and media, they don't see us as, oh my God, a huge percentage of us are impoverished. There's such widespread anti-Semitism that people in Europe can't wear kippahs, yarmulkes anymore. They don't see that Israel, well, Israel's thriving. It has a military, an economy, but it's fighting for its survival on a daily basis. With people who want to destroy it, who want to wipe it off the map. And it's been proven. Right. So, you know, Jon Stewart just got it wrong. And, you know, to me, there is no nobility in the anti-Israel cause. It's not the noble liberal cause. The liberal cause is to be pro-Israel. Okay, we're on Israel. I have no choice. Do you want to, do you think there are things Israel could be doing better? Uh, of course. What? Give me an example. Um, Meaning you're wildly pro-Israel. And, right. and not wildly is the wrong word. Right. You're just pure, you're pro-Israel. Are there things we could be doing better? And, and by the way, I'm not pro-Israel because I'm Jewish. Right. I, honestly, between me and you, it's just us, right? No, just us. No one's no one else listening. This. By the way, no joke. There's probably eight <laughs> people listening, but yeah. I didn't give a hoot about Israel until I was about 30 and the Intifada happened and I just started seeing the news. Why are Jews being blown up and murdered? Right. And then I just started reading. And then I learned all about the That's history and everything. And then I gave more than who Now it's like my passion to care about Israel. And it's like, I just knew as a kid, oh, Israel, oh, it's our homeland. Oh, that's nice. Ah, I don't know if I'll ever go there. I went once and then I was like, whatever. I didn't care. I don't care about Israel because I'm a Jew. It's, it's you know, now... 
I obviously care uh, about Israel for for so many reasons that, you know, it's our heritage and homeland and all that. But at first, I only cared about it because I saw an injustice happening. I saw murder happening. And I went, why are innocent people being murdered? And then I just started learning about it. But, you know, what can we do now? And by the way, any more than I care about America because I'm an American, you know, I, I care about what is just and what is right. I don't right. you know care about England because I'm England. I just, I care about p- people that are on the right side of history and humanity. Right. And it's like, for me- So what could Israel do better? What could Israel do? It's like, again- Because the, there are a lot of Palestinians who have zero interest in blowing up Israelis. They actually yeah, are friends with, meaning they of work course. with Israelis there. Yes. By the way, are there any Palestinian comedians you've ever reached out to? Yeah, yeah, I know Palestinian comedians. I know Egyptian comedians. They're all great guys, and and and, and, and one gals. of my close friends and gals. And one of my close no, they're not. Um, <laughs> one, one of my one of my close friends is Maz Jabrani, who's a fantastic Iranian comedian who grew up Muslim, and we've talked about Israel and 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 you know we we get into it with it, but um but. Here's the thing. You're asking what can Israel do? And it's like, nobody has the answer. Jared Kushner does apparently. Oh, God. But nobody, rough. nobody has the definitive, here's what you do. Right. Because we're fighting an ideology of hate and we're fighting a false narrative. If you teach people that this land belongs to you and these colonizers came in and stole your land, there's How no How do you way, fight that? There's no I actually way to heard that. that somebody, there was a conference done at Harvard recently for about uh, Pal- Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. And there is a narrative in the Palestinian community that there, there was a, someone blew up, like, or tried to blow up the, the Temple Mount. Right. Turned out it was a Christian, but wow. there was a, a prince, I think from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. who was there, and Saudi Arabia funds a lot of the Palestinian right. uh, world over there. And the narrative is, and he and this Palestinian prince, who was like the son of the Palestinian, what, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, sorry, the Saudi Arabian, right. I don't know, king, said something along the lines of like, well, when the Jews tried to blow up the Temple Mount, and someone raised their hand, from Israel Watch, who was at this conference and said, you know, it was a Christian who tried to blow up, the, oh, you know, wow. whatever they felt like. And the and this person was like, what? We've we've been taught for entire, you know, in all our textbooks, our life, that, pal- you know, that it was a Jew who tried to blow That's up the so temple. so crazy. And so how do you, how do you create, how do you make peace right. with that many, you know, 60 years? How, how about years the of- fact that after a terrorist attack on the Temple Mount, you know, done by, a, you know, a, a Palestinian, then we want to put up some safety measures to secure the Palestinians who go there and they get all offended. Meanwhile, we have to go through metal detectors to every go day. through the coattail every so they, day. They have a different response. We could get into that another time. Another I don't want to, but they have a different response, meaning like they felt like that was us trying to take over the, the Temple Mount right. and run it as opposed to the walk. That's fine. But it. even our gestures of peace have gone like, you know, Rabbi Chaim Kunin, who's a great Chabad rabbi here in LA, told me the story about how he pulled up in a cab and it was an Arab driver and pulled him up right before Arab Shabbos, you know, Friday night. And he said, you know, what do you think of everything that's going on here and everything in the Temple Mount? And he goes, you know, the, the driver said, well, you know, you wouldn't have given back the Temple Mount if it was really yours. And it's like- Was that a mistake? Oh, I mean, yes, of course. Rav Goren, meaning the rabbi, the chief rabbi of Israel, the army, 
was like, hey, let's yes. try to figure this out. You Wait, take the temple. It's map. our number one holiest place in the world. It's their third holiest. Right. How many holy places do you are you like, this is my 19th holiest place? Right. It's like, so we have our first holiest place and we can't pray in our first place. And we holy give place. everyone access. Do people to that? not see the hypocrisy and the hypocrisy of when it was under Jordanian rule, no Christians allowed, right. no Jews allowed. Right. Now all religions are allowed. Yeah. It's like, how do they It not- is hard to see that. It's also hard to see the Palestinians who are suffering. And I'm not necessarily liberal, meaning I love Israel and I I err on the side of like Israel and like they must be right, but it's just, it's crazy. All right, let me get to the last radical moderation question. And then we have some, I want to just have some interesting, if we have some bonus time. Of course. In the bonus round, you get double points for- By the way, to answer your question from before, how I handle the Trump thing, especially with Jewish audiences, is I do it in in a sort of a nonpartisan, I just, I just- make fun of the guy yeah, and I make fun of how I say, sure, he's pro-Israel. But the policies you don't mean. No, no, it's what I say is like, you know, as much as he's pro-Israel and he's really good in the whole Jerusalem capital thing, it's about time, 3,000 years that someone proclaimed something that's been ours for 3,000 years, ours, very nice, but like, A, the wrong guy to do it. (laughs) And B, you know, he's good for Israel, but probably terrible for everything else. Right. And, but I I say, but I don't know, you know, the problem with him is he's so, you know, unpredictable and volatile that he makes me nervous. And the joke is I'd be nervous if Trump was president of my shul, okay? (laughs) We are gonna make the shul great again. It's gonna be, the Kiddushes have been a disaster. They've been a, we're gonna build a mechitza wall, let the women pay for it. We are going to secure our shul borders. No more Syrians or Persians. <laughs> Don't make any Persian jokes out here. I, I believe they're, me. I they're know. two of my five listeners, you, and I'm in you, trouble. You, you know that the Persians have Stop. this. No, no, no. I love them. I live in Westwood. Are you kidding me? I love the Persians. I, I, what I'm about to say about them is they will come over to me and say, could you make, before a show, could you make fun of the Persians? Could you do Persian, Persian jokes? Yeah. Then I'll do them. And, and then, then someone angry. will come over and be like, how dare you disgrace the Persian people? You disgrace the right, Persian last people. last question. Yeah. Stop. I've got By Persian the way, families that shall have it. I've got Persian families I at love my school. The, did you not hear that I live in Westwood? <laughs> that I love the Persian uh, people? There I think are people. There's an uh before Westwood. A uh, Westwood. Yeah. Okay, last question. Trump didn't do the correspondence dinner. What did you think of that? He was like, I'm just not, I'm not interested. It's, you got, it's he's afraid. Because he knows he's so hated right. and so vilified by the media. And that's why he has to, you know, the fake news and CNN. There's a lot of insecurity there. It's all insecure. Would you show up to a party where everyone hates you? Right. That's the thing. It's a party and everyone hates him. Right. I understand it. It's a lame move though, because it's history and it's presidents have been going to that, whether they're hated by the president. Meaning like go there George and just w. sit Bush. and smile. Like whatever, that's George it. George W. Bush wasn't loved. By, by the way, the I don't know why he doesn't go there and say, I'm the president, suckers. Right. Like, right. yeah, you can make fun of me all you want, but I got elected. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is, you know, I used to Pesach. With Passover. I- right. With Ivanka and Jared. Did you? Yes. And 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 we sat, you know, our tables next to each other. Our families got close. And, you know, they're really lovely people. Right. And but but the Trump is the problem. I mean, anyone that tweet I, I have a, my new joke is that Trump's tweets have become so sort of like immature and like a fourth grader that we are a week away from him tweeting, hey North America, your epidermis is showing. <laughs> And it's just like, what? stop tweeting. Right, like why? Just run Could the someone country. take away his phone? Right. It's like, okay, you want to do a good tax bill? It's probably good. I don't even know. I hear the other side again. I and mean, both sides make sense. 
just do enact laws, be fair, be kind to, you know, DACA, like do like make do good. Just do your thing. Do your thing. Well, Stop tweeting and name. By the way, he wouldn't even know if they just shut down his Twitter account, but yes. like gave he, him a funny. phone. That's he'd be like, funny. he'd be tweeting crazy he thinks things. It's going out he's there. Going, he's yeah. like, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Obama, when he started tweet, I think he was our first presidential yeah. tweeter. Right, that was a big deal. I actually deal. said to myself, I think this is beneath the dignity of the presidency to tweet. I think dumb comedians like me should tweet. I don't think the president should tweet. I think the office maybe should tweet. There's something about presidential tweets that are wrong. Interesting. Yeah. Last question, and, we, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, and this has nothing to do with politics. And I appreciate your- I really, <laughs> I appreciate this. You, you're a outwardly observant Jew. You're I'm very out proud. of the closet. You're, you've come out of the closet. You yes. and your brother yes. have come out of the closet. Yes. Um, is he observant, by the way? That was not my question. Not really. But is he Jewishly? Very Jewish? proudly Jewish. That's interesting. Very proud. Despite kind of it. The, Despite the, the word uh, abomination. Yeah, no. It's, he is very proud of it. By the way, heritage. abomination is not what the word means, but in the Bible, I have translation. said that to him. No, 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 I and I said to him, I said, you're taking a word, a, tr- a translation that's probably incorrect. Yeah. And I said, what it probably was is God saying, look, I need humanity to continue. I need procreation. So man shall not really lie Don't with do a that. man. Meaning it's not that's not the that's not the thing for humanity. Right. But abomination, that's a mistranslation. Not, yeah. All right. There's no way God hates gay people. He created them. It's by the way, that was an incredibly profound Thank uh, you. statement. <laughs> my my special guest. Elon uh, uh, what right, was last the question? question. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to oh, it. Sorry. I've got my sheet over sorry. here. My set list. I've got yeah. my set list. <laughs> um so, uh, are there lines you don't cross? Are there are there things as you an won't observant Jew? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to no, know. You were asking about the observant. Sorry, as a comedian and yeah. as and as and as an observant Jew, right? Um, are there things you won't joke about? Holocaust. Uh, you will not joke about. The it's Holocaust. just so Larry not David's bit about that. Amazing. Was amazing. Amazing. It's so hilarious. weird. That he, got, he got eviscerated. No, because let, let me explain something. He did not make fun of the victims. He did not make. He put himself in the worst scenario you can possibly imagine. And as an insecure, nebbishy old Jewish guy, how is he going to pick up women in the most horrific of places, <laughs> right. a concentration camp? Right. If you don't see that, that is great genius comedy. It's genius. You can't get offended. What by did you that. think about um, his the re? the reprise of Curb. Um, it's amazing. Everything He's brilliant. He yes. You, you know, for the next podcast, I'll tell you the story about how I crashed his office. You're trying my, to get another podcast? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get You're trying again. to get on another. I On my birthday, I went into his office and I said, for my birthday, I want 15 minutes of Larry David. Oh my God. And I went into his office and had 15 minutes of me Stop and Larry it. David. And Seriously? I'll tell you that next time. Yeah, that's a true he's, story. He's remarkable. He is a remarkable genius. But you know, you know, I don't make, I, I would never do Holocaust jokes because my grandparents' entire families were killed. There's nothing fun. It's the the greatest human tragedy. How could you make jokes? And yet, we all know the the, the equation: tragedy. You know, uh, what is it? Plus time equals comedy. Right. So, oh, of course you can mine. You know, but it doesn't offend me. Is that when, something like, you learned in comedy graduate school? Oh yes, it's one hundred and one. <laughs> but the but the you know when Seinfeld does a bit about. Can you make out at a movie theater that's playing Schindler's List? Oh God, that's, that's a bit. That's brilliant. You're not making fun of the Holocaust. You're right. again putting yourself in a situation that's awkward. It's like, oh my God, it's a Holocaust movie. Right. I'm uh, on a date. Right. And Can I do the arm move? Can I do the to, stretching and the arm? Here's move? Here's the bottom line: 
people need to be offended by the hatred that caused the Holocaust, not by, not the, by a joke about the genre of a movie that right? Spielberg He's made. just saying like, hilar- meaning imagine that, the dissonance of right. you're with a girl, right. you know, you're with your date, and yet here's this movie. Right, so that's where I crossed the line, but as far as topics about men and women, I don't, you, I, yeah, no, if you, you watch Netflix, you'll see, it gets a little racy. I'm not that proud of it. I, I, what is your, what are your children? What do, can watch. Meaning you have your kids, I do they watch them, it? I don't let them watch I'm, the Netflix. Oh, Oh, and they probably don't at all. No, I'm sure they have no internet seen, access anywhere. Nah, they've seen bits, like my accents bits about the English and their teas. I know? have a feeling your high school son has seen your Netflix bit. He actually told me that all of his friends have and I love have. it, yeah. but that he hasn't. I have, and I think it's wildly inappropriate, and it I is. do not recommend it to any of my students. You know what the problem with the, showing it to my son? Yeah. The bits are about me and his mother. <laughs> It's not good. It's that's not, a great place to end. Right. By the way, your wife is a, an amazing, Fabulous amazing. Woman. She it, it's an a strange, Asa Chayel, as we call her. It, it's a woman of valor. A woman of it's, valor. I um, sing that to her every Friday night. Beautiful. That's actually a beautiful Jewish tradition. Yes. Um, and I love being observant. Right. And I I will always be. There's nothing like keeping the traditions of our people. And you know, I never call myself religious because that's too much pressure to say, "Oh, he's religious." Right. I have a joke about that. I go, "My rabbi's religious. My zaidi was very religious. Your grandfather. My grandfather. Yeah, my grandfather was so religious. He had two toilets: one for meat, one for dairy." <laughs> that is okay. A very, that's a great bit to end on. Bit to end on. So, but uh, I'm observant, and I love being an observant Jew, and I love being traditional and all that stuff. But uh, we should end. This has been great. Is I, anyone I, listening? I walk no. By, by this time, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I mean, the people who pulled over on the side of the road are already right. driving again. They're like, nah. This wasn't that funny. No. He they, promised us they got car the seri- accident laughs. Yeah, they got to the serious stuff. Right. I'm not interested. No, uh, you know what? I wa- I'm a little inspired, and I know you're, wow. you might, you might uh, demure a little mm. bit from that, but uh, I, you're, you Hang are Hang on, I'm moderate. Googling demure. You're, you are a radical moderate yes. and trying to see both sides of every issue. Correct. Israel, you feel like there's a, meaning you're trying to see both sides of that and there are things that Israel could do better, but- Correct. But like, come on. Um, I, I hope I hope we'll have you back on as another. As I a might guest. be the perfect radical moderate you, guest. Yeah, if if I if I wanted to have a co-host and share the spotlight, this would with, be for, you it would be, be my it. job. What's you the might, pay? Yeah, I don't even want to mention on the radio on the right. on the podcast. It's it's don't make people jealous kind of thing. So you are a moderate as well. It's amazing. I did the first few, you know, radical moderation podcasts, and I had a person who was talking about being a little bit more liberal or conservative, and I was pushing them to be more liberal. And then I've had other people who are That's liberal, so and I pushed funny. them about being conservative. That's so and people great. keep making assumptions about about my beliefs. But I, I mean, like does, I sent, I, I forwarded my brother your amazing article about you know what you do for the gay students that shall have it. And and yet, you know, I see your 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 other side. So right. that's what I love about you. It's like I love people with common sense. It's very simple. I don't like. Am I doing my Michael Caine again? Yeah. I don't like people <laughs> who are radical on either side. So thank you for listening to the Radical Moderation Podcast with Elon Gold. This has been a phenomenal. Uh, Thank you. Time with uh, you. Very good, Robin. We'll see you tomorrow. We we will see. We will see you tomorrow. I don't right. know. I don't know who that is. That was Howard again. Howard Stern. Uh, very good, Robin. <laughs> oh, Robin's his sidekick. Robin's his sidekick. Got it. You're my sidekick. Thank you. Have I'm a, your Robin. All the best. Thank yes. you for listening to the Radical Moderation Podcast. Again, remember, please give us a five-star rating because my 
rating is is like everything. my Uber rating, it's not everything. where it needs to be. Right. And my children are embarrassed and humiliated that my rating. My credit score isn't where it needs to be either. <laughs> Can someone help me with that? No, that's a different podcast. Okay, fine. Podcast. <laughs> so thank you very much, Ilan. Thank and, you. And uh, thank you to the listeners for tuning in and uh, have a great day. 